This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down, you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, I like teasers, and take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. You're listening to the 49 Carrots Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carrots Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Wednesday, December 20th. The 49ers have an extra day to prepare for their Week 16 opponent, the Baltimore Ravens, and they could probably use that time to prepare for them, honestly, um, which is probably one of their, if not the biggest test of the season for them. Uh, joining me to talk about all of that um, and, you know, Brock Purdy, CMC, this great defense, uh, your favorite Wednesday crew, John Chapman, Wayne Breezy. How you guys doing today? What's going on? Uh, great. John's jamming over there. I like it. it. It's early. I'm a morning guy. I love Wednesdays. Love you guys. Love this crowd. Freaking. I, I, this is, I can't think of a time where I was more excited about 49ers football. And, and I know that I've, I'm always kind of like a happy go lucky guy. But this is such a special year, and, and I really yeah. feel like we just keep getting these awesome tests, right? Because the Dallas game was that, the Seattle game was that, the Philly game was that, and we just keep adding these, oh, big test, big test, big test, and the 49ers have just answered every call. And so can they continue that with the Ravens, who are the number one seed in the AFC? Uh, that's one of the things that hopefully we can find out today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think 
compared to like the Cowboys and like the Eagles, other teams that I think were big tests for the 49ers at the time, like obviously they blew those teams out, but I think those teams had a lot of flaws that you can exploit. Um, I look at the Ravens and I look at their quarterback, right? Like Lamar Jackson, like he's, he, he's a tough son of a gun, man. And he, he presents a unique challenge. We'll, we'll talk about that more in a bit, but yeah, it, it's going to be a really interesting one. I'm really excited for this game just as a fan of football in general, just because I love to see two of the best teams in the league go at it. Um, and of course I want the 49ers to win, but it's like, no matter what happens, this is going to be one for the books could potentially be the game of the season. I feel like we haven't had a lot of those this year, honestly. Like the NFL's kind of, you know, leaving much to be desired this year, but that that could be the one in week 16. But guys, I I wanted to start this episode with a bit of a little exercise here because I know we've seen a lot of people say and say things about Brock Purdy discredit him they find every excuse they can find one of the big ones is well anyone can can do what Brock Purdy's doing in in that offense right with all those playmakers you know um and so I I just kind of want to do an exercise and people in the chat like you know join in on this too in the comments um which quarterbacks realistically that are in the NFL right now uh, could you see having the same success as Brock Purdy with this offense? And and I'll I'll start off with like one name, and you guys can start rattling off as well. I'm gonna say like Matthew Stafford. I'll just throw that name out there. Um, I think Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback. Um, great arm strength, you know, uh, an elite quarterback in this league. I think he'd be doing you know similar things with with this group of uh, guys that 49ers have on offense. What about you guys? You guys want to throw a name out there? Yeah, I'll go with a name that probably no one in their right mind would probably think. And and I'll go with Jared Goff. I think Jared Ooh, Goff wow. can come in here and, and do some things as well. He can get the balls to the running backs. He can get the ball down the field. He has a big arm. And I think if he was in this system, he, he the, the key to Kyle Shanahan's system isn't the ability of the quarterback. It's more of the the, the mental aspect and, and being able to be competent and actually understand what the hell is going on and the verbiage and the language of the system. And I think it takes a cerebral quarterback to do that. So there's some great quarterbacks in the league, but I don't think they'll work well in the system. I think Jared Goff will be one. Good old baby giraffe. I love me some golf, man. I, I really hope we get to play them in the playoffs. Ah, I really hope we do. Yeah, my issue is one of the things that Brock's not getting credit for that he probably should is how well he is producing with a subpar offensive line when it comes to pass mm -hmm. protection. Um, and so if you we just look at which quarterbacks have had a lower performance offensive line, performing offensive line than he has, here are the names. Geno Smith, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Zappy, Boyle, Wilson, Trubisky, Pickett, Taylor, DeVito, Daniel Jones. So right off the bat, my first answer is like, well, okay, there's nobody that's even close in that list that has had worse offensive line play close to that. Matt mm -hmm. Stafford was going to be my answer. If I had to jump up, and this is kind of, I have to put an asterisk next to this, I'd put Burrow there, but he's not healthy. So like we continually get to this area where it's like, well, all right, I keep adding all these qualifiers, to, to what's going on. And here's my answer. CJ Stroud. Th that's the one that comes to mind for me. I know that he's in concussion protocol now, but you're talking about somebody that's doing elite quarterback play 
with sub surrounding sport, uh, you know, supporting cast, his offensive line's good, but I think CJ Stroud and kind of the processing playmaking ability that he's brought this year. That's one that comes to mind. They're different, but I think that's about one of the only players that I put on the level of Brock in the manner in which he is performing. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I'm seeing, you know, some of the arguments in the comments as well as to like why they agree, why they disagree with some of the names we're saying. Um, I, I think when I look at all the names, though, that people are saying, uh, aside from a few, I actually saw like um, Sam Darnold in there, which I, you know, do <laughs> wholeheartedly disagree with. Uh, but, you know, th this exercise was actually inspired by a tweet like, well, not just all of the tweets of the people saying anyone can do it, but Alan style shout out Alan. He's been on my pod before he said, this is his true list of quarterbacks. Uh, he thinks could have the 49ers in the same situation as Brock Purdy. Um, and I think also like saying same situation. I think I want, I want to be more specific with that in, in the exercise. Cause it's like, I think a lot of quarterbacks could have this team at 11 and three, you know, but, like, would they be as efficient as Brock Purdy? Would they be doing what Brock Purdy's doing? Would they be in the MVP conversation, right? So I'm kind of, I think, narrow, narrowing it down a little bit more. But I think the list for me is about the same. Like, I had everyone else on this list except for probably Aaron Rodgers just because I think Aaron Rodgers is, like, I think in his prime, like, he had probably been doing a lot. But I just can't say that right now about Rodgers. I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like because he, he's been hurt, right? So, um, he carried that flag in that. very well that week one game, though. I will give him props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah and Aaron I saw Rogers him get play. asked about that yesterday. It's like, dude, and he he had some, like, Batman quotes to say about it. It's like, man, extra corny. But anyway, um, yeah. Like, Be like Batman probably... and stay in the dark, please, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe maybe <laughs> that's why he used that joke. But anyway, um, yeah, like, when I look at these names, the point of it is these are all elite quarterbacks. Right. Mm. Like these these are all really good quarterbacks. And I think that's and I know, you know, some someone said Joe Flacco. I don't you know, I don't agree with that either. But um, most of the names that we're going to come up with are good elite quarterbacks. And so when people say, you know, other quarterbacks could do it, too. Yes, there there are probably some other quarterbacks who could. I mean, it's a great supporting cast and it's a great offense, great coach. Um, but. Only certain quarterbacks would be doing the same thing, would be in the MVP conversation, and they're all really good. So that's kind of my takeaway. Um, and I don't know. It, I'm seeing what Brock has been doing, and I've seen what other quarterbacks have done with the same offense. I saw Sam Darnold come in for a few plays, a quarterback who has – better arm talent than Brock right and and was a first round pick and I knew immediately when I saw Sam Darnold out there I didn't want to see any more of that right so thankfully Brock came back in and you know let's play the imagination game again since that's what people like to do they don't like to live in reality apparently Let, let's just say like a Mahomes or a Lamar uh were on this offense would they be calling them MVPs or would they discredit them like they do Brock Purdy? Or does only Brock Purdy get that treatment because he was the last pick in the draft? I think yeah, I know the answer. Yeah, I mean, they definitely will be super front runner MVP. Exactly. Best player in the world, Craig type of. They'll get the fanfare, exactly. basically. Uh, you know, I mean, Brock has to suffer just from being last 
and and overlooked by 32 NFL teams in seven rounds of football, except for one, or 31 uh, NFL teams except for one. And so, like, like he has to deal with that. But you know, I, I'll talk more about that later. But like that's the issue and no one's ever uh, to me the main issue is the league isn't ready to make the last pick in the draft the face of the nfl that's what it is it's it's straight politics as usual and it always will be but what kyle shanahan and the san francisco 49ers are doing right now is they're making the league have to pay attention and so that's what you do. You 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 make them respect you. And I, I love it 100% because you got a kid that came in here with his back against the wall and all odds against him. Uh, and, and even me at the, at the beginning of the season, my whole issue with Brock was I don't I don't trust if he's going to be healthy. That was my thing. He's he could. Is he damaged goods? OK, I've seen quarterbacks in this offense get injured and they just don't come back right. And so. That was my issue, and I'm glad my issue was is wrong, and he's coming out here healthy as can be, uh, and so like that, that's it. That's that's what it is. And Brock, he just has to continue to find a way to remain humble and block out as much of the stuff as he can, or keep doing what he's whatever he's doing. It's working. So MVP or not, we know who the real MVP is. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I like that. And I, I want to say shout out to my man, William Kerrigan, in the chat. He said, all those guys on that list are $40 million a year. Mahomes, Lamar, Allen, Herbert, Stafford, Burrow, Rogers. Uh, you got a guy, Brock Purdy, who's playing on 800000 literally 150th the amount of contract that these other guys are. There's my man, Will, you, you handsome devil, you. And then on top of that, every other that player on that tie. list. I do, I'm just saying. He's, Everybody yeah. else on that list is a first-round pick. And if you want to go back to the Patrick Mahomes, guess what? Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract was able to play with a stacked team and still won MVP. Now, that was one of the best years statistically, and, you know, you had all whatever. But it, it's just – and he had Andy Reid. He had Kelsey. He had Hill. He had all these amazing players with a great offensive line, and nobody really said anything. And so it's all about moving the goalposts. You remember whenever everybody was saying, well, if Brock Purdy can do this against the Dallas Cowboys, then against that defense, yes, then sir. he'd be MVP. He goes four touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, if he could do it against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, oh, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, what if he could do it against, like, come on, what has, yeah. name another quarterback that has performed as well as Brock Purdy has against the elite competition in the NFL. I'll wait because Brock's done it five times. 
Somebody else may have done it once. What did Dak do to reclaim the starting, you know, or the favorite in the MVP race against the, the Eagles? He went out there and had a good game, but it wasn't Brock good. It, it, it was game manager good, if we're going to be fair. Ah, um, wasn't game uh, changer good. I can tell you that. Yeah, and so <laughs> it wasn't four touchdowns, zero interceptions good. No. So I definitely agree that the draft status is is, you know, is the issue here and it's like the thing that no one wants to talk about i know there was like a, a national media member and i don't remember who might have been a former player i don't remember if you guys remember let me know uh that said that people don't want to give brock purdy like his due props because they don't want to admit that they were wrong on him at some point a lot of us all of us were wrong on brock purdy like that's just no one had this. The only yeah, person no. that had this figured out was the person that scouted him and said, we need to bring him in here, blah, 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 blah. He's the 49er yeah, scout. He, even then, he was, a, he was the last big of the draft, you know? Right, but but he was he was right enough to say, we got to get his kid a chance if mm -hmm. he gets the opportunity. First of all, Brock only has the opportunity because of the injuries. If not, we probably wouldn't even know what we had in Brock as of right now. We may be struggling with what our quarterback situation was, but – Unfortunately, that's not how it panned out. So I, I, I like that, that. That doesn't really sit right with me. It's, it's almost like, dang, like the kid is coming out regardless of where he went in the draft. Now watch Kyle Shanahan change that goalpost too. Watch, watch that change. Watch the whole trend say, wait a minute. Um, we could probably wait on the quarterback and, and get him later. Cause look what Kyle Shanahan did with Brock Purdy. Watch, just watch. Now, I know it's an anomaly. I know the Tom Brady's don't happen all the time, and the Brock Purdy's don't happen all the time. But watch stuff start changing. It may not work for everybody else, but it's working for the 49ers. Right. And on top of that, the Niners took eight players before Brock Purdy that draft. Like it's like they liked him, but they like Tariq Castro Fields, who never even made the 53 for us more. Right. Because he, he was drafted a full round ahead of that. But and back to this conversation of non-respecting these quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is the closest one on that list yeah. that wasn't respected, and he had to go out there and have an all-world performance to get the MVP. Yeah. But even after that, the contract year, not one team gave him a contract offer to compete yeah. for it. So Lamar's the only one, and that's why like, whenever I look at the current MVP status, Brock Purdy, Lamar, that's one, two. I think that's correct. And I do feel like both those players, even though Lamar was a you know Heisman Trophy winner, first, first round pick, he's been disrespected a lot. And he has continually put up amazing performance after amazing performance. Do I think that Brock deserves it? Yes. Do I think Lamar Jackson should be second? Yes, I do. But at the same time, if Lamar goes out and wins this game or Brock is average, I'm not sure Lamar deserves it over Brock. I, I think that the the hay is in the barn personally. I if, if Brock just goes out there and has three average games, I still think he deserves to be MVP. It would take a, a huge failure for him not to be deserving of this award. I agree with that. I do. And that, yeah, that's definitely a topic I, I want to touch on a little bit more later because I, I have seen some people say like this this game is going to decide MVP. Well, I don't know. I thought it was already kind of decided, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's interesting how we keep, like, saying that, and then it's like, oh, well, next week, he's, you know, Brock's going to have to It's do the it goalposts being week, moved, Steph. Yeah, yeah. That's the, mm -hmm. They're just going to keep oh, yeah. moving it. Like, yeah. like, if Brock wants to solidify the MVP, which I know that's not why he's out there playing anyway, but if he wants to solidify that, 
he has to get over this hurdle. And then next week, it'll be mm-hmm. another hurdle. And then if he yeah. does that, it'll be the final hurdle. And then there should be any, there should be zero discussions because now this kid literally would have 20-plus wins in his career, right, with three losses starting as a quarterback. Like, at the end of the day, like, that's MVP status, and it shouldn't even matter. And to be if, if we're being fair, like, Brock's stats – alone are better than any quarterback than in, in, in the NFL. Basically, basically, in just about every category, maybe except for touchdowns, he's probably number two. But at the end of the day, like, he's going out there doing it, and I know people like, well, they don't throw as much. Well, that should put them in the forefront even more. They ain't even got to throw. Like, and he's still putting up these numbers. You mean to tell me he's about to have almost 4,300 yards and they're not th- they're the last in pass attempts in the NFL? How you rank 32nd and you putting up 40? He's got 3,700 yards, almost 3,800 yards. He's about to almost break. We hope he breaks this record with 400-something yards to go, uh, being the franchise uh, uh, passing leader for the San Francisco 49ers. But my point is, if they're not even attempting to throw and they're last, because that's what it says, my phone here 30 second that should resonate through the airs of the world like i don't get it yeah and the funny thing is you know which team is 31st in passing tips the baltimore ravens like <laughs> it, it just like passing seven on seven league and all that stuff the two best teams in each conference are running football teams that play good defense and so you zig when they zag and yeah you sell those fun tickets and whatever else Hey, we're just going to do what we do, uh, run the ball, play good defense. It's what the NFL should be. Right. Um, but, you know, let's shift the conversation uh, to something that, you know, won't piss me off quite as much. Uh, the 49ers have been winning games despite, you know, their injuries on defense. And the offense has been able to put, you know, plenty of points up on the board, which we we love to see is different than what we've seen in the past. But I also think at the same time, We've noticed an uptick in missed tackles on defense, right? And this is something we've seen from the 49ers, if you guys recall, before the bye week, during the three-game lose streak, except actually it's a lot worse this time around. And I actually like got all the numbers of their missed tackles this season per game. You see on the left side, missed tackles before the bye. And for the audio listeners, I'll just uh, say what we're looking at here. So in week one against uh, Steelers, they had seven. Week two, eight. Week three, they had three. Week four, they had four. Week five against Dallas, they had just two missed tackles. Uh, week six is now in the loose streak. Ten, nine, eight. All right. And so they had their bye week. They were able to regroup after the bye week in week 10 against Jacksonville. They had seven missed tackles. So a bit of an improvement. Week 11, it improved even more. Four missed tackles. Week 12, five. Then here we go again, week 13, 12, week 14, 15, last week against Arizona, 16. That is the the most they've had all season. And, you know, you see it these last three games, it's, it's definitely been on the uptick. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, uh, well, you know, the bye week helped, um, you know, but I, I think after that, there was, there was something that Kyle said after week eight that I think I'm I'm remembering this time around because I'm kind of wondering if it's more of the same thing. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan said that after that game against the Bengals, he said they looked slow and tired, and he pointed out how that could lead to more mistakes, that could lead to more tackles. 
Um, so I'm kind of wondering, you know, we're seeing guys play more snaps. There's some injuries that can lead to exhaustion as well. Um, you know, you also have the general wear and tear of the season starting to pile up on these guys. But you, do we think that's what's happening this time? And, and could we picture this improving in the last three games of the season at all? Honestly, I didn't, I didn't even think that was happening last time. They they just were missing tackles. I didn't think it had anything to do. That's a cop-out to me, talking about guys getting tired. Now, I know there's wear and tear throughout the football season, but it's about fundamentals. And and when you watch a player uh, like line up to make a tackle and they just throw an arm out there, I mean, that's not fundamentally sound or correct. You can get your arm ripped off. <clears throat> and you're playing players that are, are going hard. What about the other players being tired? So, like, like I, I don't know. Like, I don't really like that. I'm kind of upset that Kyle even came out and said anything like that, even if it was true. Like, you don't put that out there. But, I mean, they got a week off and they were super refreshed. So, are we saying now they're running out of gas again because these numbers continue to trend upwards? But it's a possibility when you look at the numbers. But I mean, week one was the first week of the NFL. Okay, went up the second week, and then it, they fixed it. But it's just the Niners just missing out on fundamental things, and I think there's a lot of a, a lot of stuff that goes to it with overcompensation and things like that. At the end of the day, they got to get back to the fundamentals. They got to get back to their standard way of playing football. And I don't know if you noticed, but it, they, they come on the run plays. And, you know, Steph and John, if I have to count and do one more video of explosive runs that the 49ers defense gives up, I'm going to my whole head will be gray. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Because there's you when you look at the game last week against Arizona, you say, dang, yo, you take away three of these plays, they not even close to 100 yards. It's just explosive plays made from missed tackles in the backfield, tackles for loss. <clears throat> so they got to fundamentally get correct. And I, and I understand you, you can throw in the injuries or whatever. John, you can take it from there, but it's no excuses. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it's there's always context whenever you look at these stats. Like it all started second half in Philly after Fat Dom and Drake Greenlaw got into their thing. Like that changed things. You're you're missing one of the best tackling NFL players, period. Regardless of position, he goes out. Then you go into Seattle, and now you're missing you know one to two defensive tackles that are both top ten. And Oren Burks goes out, so now you're missing another linebacker. Same thing. Does that excuse it? No. But now Fred's out there again. Wayne said, you know, people trying to overcompensate. Fred Warner's trying to play all-world ball. There was one point he was out there. I mean, we had D. Winters, DFF. Like, those were our nickelbacks. Like, what, what are we doing out here? Not to mention T.Y. McGill. I mean, he had three missed tackles by himself called up from the practice squad against Arizona. So, yeah. I want it to be focused on us, and that is the one thing I will take from Kyle. Like, you pay attention to who we are. We are tired. We are not doing our job as a team, right? And I love that as a coach. Give the other guys credit, whatever else. But the reason why this is happening is us. Yes, injuries are an issue. And you look at the title of this show, 
this point in the NFL, every single team is, is going to be injured and dealing with these things. That's just football. I'm tired just from traveling to all these damn games, and I'm not hitting anybody, right? But the, the concept is very simple. Are you going to get those guys to return? What are we going to do? Try not to stack injuries. How do you control that? Who knows? But, man, if you're getting Armstead or Hargrave back this week, that's going to be paramount. But whenever you look at the Ravens, guess what, guys? They're pretty damn healthy. And there's a reason why these two teams are at the top of their conferences. It's because they're both been relatively healthy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a number of different things at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I, I think the fundamentals is is kind of what it is at, at, at the end of it. And then some of those runs, too, I'm a lot of those have been like the running back just completely like changing direction and going up the other side of the field and you got to adjust your angles and things like that. So I don't know if that's kind of um, impacted how they've tried to tackle to the injuries. Of course, I think it's a number of things, right? But I think we know that this is something that has to improve um, because especially this week, because you're going up against this Ravens team, you're going to want to have your tackling on point. Otherwise this, this team will make you pay and, and you have to know how to stop their run game. Cause if you can't stop their run game, they're, they're going to run all over you. And that's kind of what I'm worried about in, in this game in particular, it's been great. The 49ers have been able to put up points and this hasn't mattered as much. So it's not really as big of a talking point as it was during the losses, even though it, the numbers are way worse, but you know, I'm I'm really looking at this to improve this week. And and that's where I want to start talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson and the threat of him as a quarterback. Because, you know, this team has just finished playing, you know, Jalen Hurts recently, Kylan Murray. So a, a test in, in the department of stopping a mobile quarterback. But I feel like Lamar Jackson is, is so much different. Like, I, I respect... Lamar Jackson so much more than those guys and it's not even like shade on those guys it's just that Lamar is so much better as a passer and he does not get enough credit for that quite honestly um and so you look at just some of the stats that I put up here just like um where he's at as far as scramble rate he's 14 percent that is highest in the league but a by a pretty wide margin uh Justin Fields is nine percent to to give that some context Rush yards, 741, first in the Jeez. league, again, by a wide margin. He leads rushing his team in rushing. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's crazy. Well, yes, part of that is because, like, they, they can't keep a, a running back right. healthy for too long. But, I mean, I think most seasons, like, he's he's up there on his own team uh, for rushing yards. And that's just the threat that he has on his team, right? Rushing touchdowns, he he has five, so that's fourth. And then I felt not a whole lot, I guess, going in the in the red zone. Uh, sack rate is actually kind of high, seven point eight. Uh, when you when you think about how often he scrambles and how how big of a run threat he is, the sack rate is still a little high. So maybe there's some opportunity there for the 49ers. But what I'm saying here, he's not just this running threat, and you can't like pigeonhole him into a bad game if you stop the run. Like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or if you stop him as a passer, it, you know, it's it's a double edged sword with Lamar. Truly. Um, you're seeing his uh, average depth of target. I put percent, but it's 8.6 yards per per uh, target. That's uh, third, and then completion percentage 66.2 percent. That is ninth. Um, 
so how like how do you stop Lamar? Because like is is different, like I said, than than uh Jalen is different than Kyler. And yeah, it's it's good that the 49ers have had the chance to prepare for mobile quarterbacks because it's kind of the same, but this is different. Lamar's different. Yeah, he is different, and, and he's probably the best in the league at it, right? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, John talked about earlier why he was thoroughly disrespected. I mean, when this kid was drafted, they wanted to turn him into a running back, and it's because of his ability to how dangerous he is with the ball in his hand. Uh, and he refused, he refused, he refused. And so, look, you're going to get what you're going to get from um, from Lamar. I, I, I put it like this. You still have to have the same game plan you still come out there and you take away the run as far as those running backs. You limit those explosive plays again. Like, and that's what it comes down to. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I don't care what his completion percentage is. I don't care what his – he. you have to force him to be accurate, okay? Like, make him throw. Make him throw. Make Just like you did all the other quarterbacks in the NFL, you made him throw. It was quick throws. They got to get the ball out. I see he's averaging 8.6 yards per throw. Fine. Make him continue to do that. Don't get beat deep down the field. And I mean, and then you live with it. But the Niners have been playing that type of defense all season. Uh, they did. They I, I think they struggled. The worst, they, the worst game they had against a quarterback like that who doesn't run as efficient as Lamar Jackson was Joe Burrow. And so, like, like that, you're getting Joe Burrow passing with Lamar Jackson running. I, I, I can't. That's what you're going to get for Lamar Jackson. So you have to figure out a way to take away his weapons. And then if Lamar Jackson can score 30 points by himself, then he should be the MVP in the league and 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 everything else. But you got to force him to make all the plays. And so if you take away his weapons and you, and you limit him to what he can do. You should be good. Um, he's going to scramble. He's going to have design runs. These are all the things you know. Uh, defensively, don't over-pursue. Uh, make sure you can keep the containment. And maybe we see more of a spy in this game because that's what you're going to need for a guy like Lamar Jackson. I know we don't like to spy, but at this point, I think one play, I, I think I saw Fred Warner spy on Kyler Murray. I think it was one play in the Arizona game where he, he he started off to go to his coverage and then he realized that the dude was underneath him and he just stayed in the middle of the field waiting for uh Kyler Murray to run and I think that's the play they got the sack on even though it was a it was a yard for a loss it was not a real sack but I think it was that play so maybe we'll see something different in the pass coverage but you gotta he's dangerous and that's why I kept saying that this game right here is going to be the toughest test for the San Francisco 49ers you stop Lamar Jackson, I mean, their ticket to the Super Bowl is going to be punched, and I think they can be anybody. Yeah. I, look, Lamar is like one of my favorite players that's not a 49er. I really do love him. And if when you watch him play, there's two Lamars. There's frustrated Lamar, and there's having a good time, smiling, backyard football, football Lamar. You can't let him be that guy. You got to piss him off. You got to hit him. His wide receivers are bad. They're not good. I understand Odell Beckham's over there, whatever else. Zay Flowers, fun whenever you get the ball in his hands, but accomplished route runner, he is not yet. A very, very good player. Rashad Bateman, not a starting caliber wide receiver. He's fast, straight line, speed guy. So, like, you do what you said. Like, force him to beat you throwing the ball, but it's not like he's bad at that. 17 touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's a damn good ratio for a quote-unquote running, you know, quarterback. 
But you look at what he did last week. He rushed for 97 yards, four missed tackles. That's unbelievable. And so this, you just got the whole package in Lamar. What you got to do is just make him frustrated. And it's weird because we're used to all these like barn burners with the 49ers because they're putting up so many points offensively. Part of me says, man, like what would, could you imagine what this would be if it was like a 17-13 game? And if it was, who would that benefit the most? I think both these teams are kind of in for, all right, let's see who we are. Because they're mirrors. They really are great defenses that run the ball well and are efficient on offense. Great coaching staffs. Uh, I mean, goodness, this, this is it's probably a Super Bowl like preview, if we're being for real. Like These are two of the best teams. I think these are the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I, I definitely think so, too. And I know a lot of people are like, this isn't a must-win game for the 49ers. I have some arguments against that. Like, yeah, technically it isn't, but you It's have a statement to game, though, Steph. It's a statement game. No, no. It's... And, oh, I, I agree. I think the 49ers do have to win this game because it's a statement game. But also, the 49ers have to win two of their next three, right? Mm-hmm. Really want that last game against the Rams. Uh, to, to be like a must-win game, the Rams are, are kind of surging right now, right? Um, so I they don't took know. Took the Ravens to overtime, barely I lost mean, on a punt return. I don't know if I want that one to be a must-win game. Divisional opponent. I think the 49ers can handle business this week. You're at home. Um, you know, uh, I I think they could do it. I think uh, it. Yeah, I, I just want to get some. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, look. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and and they're just they're on their in the words of George Kittle P's and Q's right they just they're just mm-hmm. on it yeah uh, and at the end of the day I mean let's keep it a buck like when has the Ravens defense played a dynamic offense like this and you can say that they played other offenses but they aren't as dynamic and I I don't think I've ever used that word describing the San Francisco 49ers offense they aren't as dynamic as the 49ers offense so you're gonna put their defense. This offense is going to put their defense in a blender as well, more than I think that their offense will put our defense in the blender. I think the only thing our defense has to do is be disciplined and find and wrap and freaking tackle. So fundamentals and discipline is the key to our defense. You guys are forgetting that we played this kid in 2019, and yeah, he he went off, but he was limited. Right. And maybe he throws better now, but I don't think he has better weapons now than he did then. The only thing person I felt like got better is just maybe he he grew and hit to his position a little bit more. He sees the, the game a little bit better. The game slowed down a little bit more for him. But like I said, if you're forcing him to do everything, I'm good. Like that take away Isaiah Likely. Take they don't have running backs. He's the running back. That's the guy. So take away those pass catchers. Take away them underneath routes. Don't get beat deep. And if Lamar Jackson can run 100 yards every time he gets on the football field, 80 yards, 75 yards, if he does that, damn, that he he will earn. He can have MVP. Like, he can have it. Like, that's, that's crazy. But this defense right here, they can find a way to, to, to uh, you know, neutralize him. They just have to be on their P's and Q's. And they have to be fundamentally sound. Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll just say this one more time. You look at the Ravens' schedule compared to the Niners' schedule; totally different. They they played one team that has more than nine wins, and that was the Lions. They blew them out of the water. But most of their like, 
you look at who they've beaten and it's 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 teams that are kind of you know seven and seven eight and six you know those are their quality wins not trying to take away from what they do they don't pick their schedule but they haven't played you know top tier teams uh, with top tier records in the mm-hmm. AFC or the NFC this is by far their toughest game and it's on the road and it's on a holiday I'm just saying like the 49ers have been down this path we played elite teams I'm not sure that the Ravens have because I don't put Detroit in that mixture personally. That's fair. And we've seen what the 49ers have done against some really good teams in the NFC. They've blown them out. So I I think this is going to be a game, and I'm looking at Fred, because he said he's the standard. He's expecting more of himself. You know, it wasn't his best game uh, against Arizona. I'm looking for Fred to step up in this game, because he always does against like better teams because he he rises to the occasion he knows how big the moment is and especially when it's against some really good quarterbacks I've seen Fred have some awesome games so I'm kind of expecting that out of Fred and hopefully it like trickles down to the rest of the defense as well now if they have injuries I you know that's gonna make it an interesting game if you know, they're still missing tackles. That's going to make it an interesting game as well. Lamar Jackson has forced 34 missed tackles this season. Um, that's the most of any non-running back uh, this season. Uh, the next best is Joshua Dobbs, and he has 24. Uh, so, yeah, you better know how to wrap up in this game because if not, you're going to have a hard time. And, you know, someone asked uh, who was a running back who got hurt. For the Ravens, Keaton Mitchell. Uh, well, yeah, it was the Keaton rookie Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell out of East Carolina, and, he's, he, and he is awesome. He was averaging eight point four yards per attempt, and he was since week nine uh, when he came back from injury. Like he was, his role was growing because he was so explosive. So they're gonna miss him for sure. They're gonna miss him for sure. But at the same time, you know, the 49ers have to expect the Ravens are gonna continue to try to run the ball and. You got to be on your P's and Q's. But you know what? I, I think the 49ers will be. Um, it's going to be a big test for both teams, but I'm excited for it. All right. So this is, you know, I kind of touched on it, but I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on how you guys are feeling about the Rams because I'm looking at them. I said they're surging. They they are since their bye week. Um, they've kind of turned their whole season around. They're trying to get into the playoffs. Um, I know the 49ers have dominated, you know, the Rams, but I don't know, like for some reason, just a team that's surging late in the season, just, and, and again, the 49ers have to play them the last week of the season. I don't, I don't want that to be a must win game for the 49ers. I I rather just like set and forget, you know, get your starters out early, uh, get a little extra rest on them. I don't want that to, to be a game that, I don't know, it decides the, the 49ers seating. Yeah, and the 49ers don't want that either, and that's why they need to go out and just beat the Ravens. <laughs> like, hey, you, you don't want that? Let's make it simple. And, and I know it's not going to be an easy task, but if the 49ers mantra is taking things one game at a time and they're not looking at it two games um, from now, they're out there saying, hey, this is the team that's in front of us right now. This is the team we need to whip on. And so, look, I I totally get where you're coming from. The Rams, I hate to say it, they hot. They hot, they hot, and they're heating up at the right time. And on top of that, 
they're healthy at the right time. And now the Niners are starting to go through some health issues at the wrong time. And so, like, you know, you it's the football's, you know, I, I kind of was a little harsh on Kyle Shanahan for making that statement. I just don't like putting our business up out there. I think that's just a private person. But football is the war of attrition. Players are going to get tired. Players are going to get injured because it's a battle each and every week, right, to win the whole war, which is the NFL season, and you host that Lombardi. And so, like, this battle right here coming up in front of them is going to be the Ravens. They need to focus on that. As far as the Rams, let them do what they're doing. They're cooking. But here's one thing I know. Kyle does not lose to Sean McVay in the regular season. So I don't care if they hot to trot, if they ate hot hundred and it doesn't matter. Kyle's going to make sure that his guys are out there. His troops are prepared for a battle with LA coming to, uh, to, to uh, Levi stadium. I can tell you that right now. And I guarantee you the Niners will figure that out. But right now they got to focus on if they want to omit and forget about any of that. Cause here's my thing. And I know it's a tall glass of hope I'm drinking from, but I know the 49ers are going to win. And then I'm hoping Dallas gets beat again. The Eagles get beat. And the Lions are going to lose to Minnesota because Minnesota's in the same spot as the Los Angeles Rams, and they want to get into the playoffs. And I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. So, look, Niners just take care of the Ravens. Let everything else crumble. Yeah, well, one of the most common questions I get in emails I get is, man, should Kyle rest, right, whether we should rest uh, this week against the Ravens because it's a non-conference game or later on. L- listen to me say this right now. Kyle Shanahan's not resting anybody. I don't care if the 49ers have the first round seed locked up against the Rams. Kyle's not resting people. Because what Kyle will say is, well, we are in the bye week. You can rest on the bye week. We want to keep our momentum. We want to keep everything going. That's just who he is. He doesn't know. And that's why he surrounds himself with Nick Bosa's, George Kittle's, CMC's. These guys that are cold-blooded killers that don't give a damn, won't lose to their kids and checkers. That's who they are. Which is who they are. So, like, the idea of rest, it's not happening, ladies and gentlemen. I do not care what the seeds are because, again, this isn't necessarily my opinion. This is Kyle Shanahan's opinion. He's going to say, well, we want to stay hot. And if you take the gas out, you know, foot off the pedal, then uh, whatever. Like, there's no resting. So just whatever the question is about rest, I'm just telling you right now, rest ain't coming. Bye week, that's it. That was a great impersonation of of Kyle John. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I imagine. I understand. I don't think you understand. (laughs) Yeah, Kyle's the best, man. Kyle's the best. Um, but look, okay, that that's all great. I, I'm on the same wavelength as you guys. Like, you know, the 49ers have to take care of business. If if they rest guys in that game against the Rams, it it won't be till like towards the end of the game. Correct. Because like, also Third you can't. Earlier. You Just don't like even it was have against that many guys. Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah, you, you don't even have that many guys to rest everyone. So yeah. Uh, but I already know. Prepare for people to be pissed off <laughs> when you know Kyle is. People are going to be people. mad no matter what. Yeah, and like, exactly. And I'll say this: like, they're you're gonna not be where you are without Kyle. Without Kyle, this I isn't agree. Happening. Oh yeah, yeah. They're going to be mad when Sam Darnold starts Week 17, and the Niners have clinched. They're going to be mad at that. But we'll be mad. It just let them be mad. They yeah. want to be mad. Let them be mad. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Well, this weekend, well, in the next few games, you know, these last few games of the season, Purdy and Christian McCaffrey are on 
pace to break some franchise records. Here are the ones that Brock Purdy is on pace for or somewhat close to. Um, you know, Jeff Garcia's record of 4,278 yards. Well, um, he's he's already passed that, I guess. Well, am I reading that right? Yeah, right? Or mm-hmm. did he type it wrong? Okay, he already passed that. Uh, he's on pace for 35 touchdowns. And Steve Young's uh, season high was 36. So that's possible. Um, and then the record for completion percentage in the season was Steve Young, 70.3. Brock is currently on pace for 69.8. Which he was ahead of that. This last time he had 64%, I think, uh, if my my memory serves right. So, like, that was one game he had seven straight over, you know, 70%. So Yeah, he was at 64.3 after this game. Which is crazy, four touchdowns, no interception, setback game, but. Yeah, so a lot of these could change, you know, in in the next few weeks. So these are within arm's reach for Brock Purdy. And and quarterback rating as well is up there. Uh, Yards per attempt, 9.9. He's definitely going to get that one, I think. Uh, The record is Joe Montana, who had 9.1 yards per attempt. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the rest is is history or going to be history, right, for Brock Purdy. And I think this is really cool, but something to keep an eye on. And Christian McCaffrey also has a chance to uh, break uh, Jerry Rice's single-season touchdown record. Remember, he has 20 touchdowns right now. Um, you know, of course, Jerry Rice didn't have as many games, which is 12. awesome. Like, I, Yeah, I like this tweet from David Lombardi because he points out Jerry Rice did it in 12. He had 23 touchdowns in only 12 games. Yeah, they That's crazy. The- the strike that year right that's yeah. crazy and they <clears> still <throat> gave mvp to john elway who had fewer passing touchdowns than rice had receiving touchdowns i'm still mad man, man. yeah rice the greatest player of all time but it was funny listening to jerry rice on 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 the for the fred warner show with him and, and he was just saying yeah. you know like hey man records are meant to be broken but you can tell jerry rice don't want his records broken but he's trying to be a, a, a champ about it because he said well he can't he's not gonna break all my records right but he said like he's a great football player like you know so he gave cmc his props and i think he'll kill he'll he'll he won't have a problem gifting him this one but there's a bunch of records jerry rice that won't be caught ever yeah like yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let's roll a clip really quick so i had that one pulled up do you want cmc to break your record yes or no yeah <laughs> because I believe records are meant to be broken. Yeah. What he brings to the table, I'm talking about from scrimmage, uh, from rushing the ball, from catching the ball, scoring touchdowns. He does it all, man. Absolutely. I'll say this about the players. And, you know, I had a conversation with a player we worked with recently, um, a 49ers legend. And one of the first things he asked me was, You do this with other players too, right? And I was like, Yeah. He goes, is my crowd bigger than theirs? Like <laughs> that, like competitive we're to this day. Like That's this crazy. is the, and they're all friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're all whatever, but the, the, what makes these legends great is competition. And just because you don't play anymore, doesn't mean that competition's over. doesn't mean that they don't like each other or whatever, but you watch Jerry answer. Yes. When Fred asked him, you can see there's like a gleam in his eyes. Like, man, why would you ask me that? Like, <laughs> like it's competition man and that's what makes jerry rice great you know all these greats great and so yeah nobody wants their records broken yeah yeah and 
I mean, he's right. He has way too many records, and there's no way CMC's going to break all of them. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of those records that are going to remain untouched for, you know, the entirety of his life. So shout out the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Shout out CMC. Shout out Brock Purdy. Shout out the 49ers. Shout out all of you who tuned in for today's show. Kept the live chat popping. Appreciate all of you guys. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you have not yet, not just mine, but John and Wayne's as well. Really appreciate you guys. I, I hope that you guys have a, a great Wednesday, John, Wayne. I hope you guys have a great Christmas, great holiday. Enjoy it with your families. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll, we'll all have some more content for you guys before that game uh, come Monday night. So make sure you guys keep it locked, tuned in. But for now, have a good rest of your Wednesday. You got folks. one Super Chat contribution real quick, though. Oh, shoot. Oh. RG Teamster. Let me get to we it. We ain't missing. We don't miss. Nah, Shout out Wayne, man. Got six right, eyes said, on this joint. <laughs> RG Teamster said, we should kick the Rams out of the playoffs in Week 18. They're giving me 2021 49ers. That is my entire understanding of how life should work. That's exactly. I am petty. I am whatever. The McVay-Shanahan relationship is real. Sit down. This is my conference. We haven't missed one game. Send your asses home. Send them home. That's it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Shanahan has this game circled on his calendar just to whip that ass one more time. When I tell you yep. that Kyle, not no relation to Petty, is Petty, I'm telling you Kyle Shanahan is the pettiest head coach in the NFL, and I love him 100% for being Petty. I just love it. I love it. Double reverse pass, flea flicker, and a section of oh, Puerto this, Rico. This will, be this will be Christian McCaffrey's first touchdown pass of the season in 2023 yep. in that game week 18 yep. we're gonna be like damn we wait we waited 18 weeks yep yep fake punt kyle shanahan, is, mm. kyle shanahan is mr petty labelle so Straight we don't we facts. don't see it in that in that <laughs> we don't see it in the last game of the season hopefully to knock out the rams out of the playoffs thank you rj rg teamster for that super chat but for now y'all have a good rest of your Wednesday. Have a good, happy holidays. For now, peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Faithful. Are you facing challenges getting new clients for your business? Power Brand Systems is changing the game for many businesses like yours. Score touchdowns worth of quality leads with their innovative online marketing tools. And also, I got to say this. 
The owner is part of the faithful, close friend of mine. He helped build the49ersrush.com, which is feeding my family. Whether you're aiming to skyrocket your business visibility with high converting ads, stand out on Google searches, or gather five-star reviews, Power Brand Systems has got your back. And my favorite thing about what they do, they have a social media planner feature that's a true game changer. I've been using it post-flow effortlessly across various social media accounts. You won't find this level of convenience anywhere else. And on top of that, you can try it for 14 days completely risk-free. Visit powerbrandsystems.com slash john j-o-h-n that's powerbrandsystems.com slash john to get started today because let's face it when it comes to boosting your business why make it complicated keep it simple keep it smart here's to your unstoppable success